Hello, hello. Welcome to Festival Talk. Now I'm your host, David Sikorsky, and I'm excited to be back for this week. And we have a special edition in terms of festival seasons wrapped up, you know, mostly for the for the most part. We've had a few more festivals for the rest of the year to speak about. Um, but for the major multi-genre music festivals around the world, uh, festival season has pretty much come to a close. This past weekend, we had the uh, Fun 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 Festival in Austin, and that was kind of like the last big hurrah in terms of you know major music festivals are one of a higher caliber there will be numerous festivals that we continue to speak about throughout 2015 but again i mean festival season's pretty much wrapped up and i figured today would be a great day to kind of go over some of the some of the highlights of this past year some of the great ones some of the ones that stood out some really unique ones so that anyone who is listening can prepare themselves for 2016 you know let's say i, I yeah you didn't get the chance to go to a good big music festival or you're let down by one and want to try something new, you want to do a destination festival, we'll go over a few this today on today's segment. And we'll also be speaking with our special guest, Adrian Spinelli, who is an editor over at Fest 300 and a very uh, great music and festival guru. So it'll be great to get some insight from Adrian as well. He'll be joining us uh, the later, uh, the second half of the show. But today I wanted to start with speaking a little bit about the music festivals that uh, were a highlight to both myself and then one that I haven't had the chance to, you know, kind of check off on my own bucket list of music festivals. And that festival, of course, is the Fuji Rock Festival. And believe it or not, the Fuji Rock Festival um, is in Japan. It's actually not by Mount Fuji at all. Uh, I think it's where it originally started a few years back, but um, since then it has moved over to a different area. Um, in Japan, it's actually by the scenic mountains of Nagata. Uh, so imagine this very scenic, mountainous range in deep into, into into Japan, and they have this beautiful rock festival. And believe it or not, they actually attract around over a hundred thousand people every year since two thousand and five. And the Fuji Rock Festival is the oldest continuous continuous rock festival in Japan, and it's largely credited with actually reviving the summer music festival industry in Japan in general. Which is now why it's packed with numerous other things. They, this past year, the Fuji Rock Festival that's in Japan has, I think, the headliners went from Dave Grohl right after he broke his leg. He was playing that, uh, played a set anyway. He was doing that wheelchair, big theatrical performance that he did. <laughs> and then uh, they also saw performances from Noel Gallagher's high, and uh, the High Flying Birds. FK Twigs did a set there. And of course, it's also really great because besides, you know, the Foo Fighters or Motorhead or FK Twigs, it, it's also a really great place to see how the rock scene in Japan is doing. I mean, they actually have a very strong rock scene, if anyone has seen a lot of it. There's a great documentary that kind of speaks about the inner city punk scene, or the punk rock scene of downtown Japan, and or downtown Tokyo, and it's amazing to watch. If ever gets a chance to look up, look up, like, it's a, I forgot the name of the movie, but it's a punk rock documentary about this just um, inner scene of just great revival of the punk scene. And so Japan has a strong rock uh, festival. It's called the Fuji Rock Festival. I've yet to go to it. I would love to. That's my. If I go to that, I'll probably be crying the whole time because it's going to be so beautiful. And again, with uh, Japanese rock or Japanese festivals in general, because we'll be speaking about another one later on today. Um, they 
they happen to have a really great vibe to them. You know, you go to a lot of different music festivals. Like, you know, if you go to to Glastonbury by chance, you know, Glastonbury or even Bonnaroo, there's a great chance that you'll be walking at some point. You'll be walking through about knee deep of just trash and just people just dropping cans and and cups and just wrappers and there's just a lot of trash and it's super muddy and it's kind of disgusting but you know it's a festival so you're like ah whatever uh but again in a lot of the music festivals in japan happen to be very clean uh happen to be very respectful there's just really great vibes happening all around um so again the fuji rock festival for me and this happens in july it's like july 24th so anyone that's looking to do a destination or go to a trip to japan and want to check out a really amazing music festival really see what the music scene in japan is like right now uh i would i would totally recommend the fuji rock festival so plan your trip accordingly it's at the end of july so again i i'm not sure if they've released their 2016 lineup yet but i promise it's probably gonna be a great one and they also play a majority of the music actually comes from japan so you're not just going to go to something like and i, I use glastonbury as, as a thing but i could i could kind of do anything really any major festival that's a destination like even rock and rio in brazil you know there's going to be a lot of local music but the majority of it is going to be a lot of just top 100 billboard bands from around the world that you can just see anywhere so again the fuji rock festival actually stays very true to the music that's locally very true to the local artists and it's really it's a really great showcase for people that want to have a better look inside of what's happening within the japanese rock uh scene so i want to play some quick music from that uh, i'm not gonna play too much we play three little bands from there uh one is a huge um uh, highlight for me her name is shoka okubo and she's just uh, she's just this very young Japanese girl, and she's gonna be the blues player, singer, and guitar player. And you'll hear one of her songs, "All Your Love I Miss Loving." And you, when you hear it, you're gonna think you're gonna think, "Oh my God!" You know, um, Johnny Lee Hooker just inhabited a young Japanese girl and is now just killing the blues scene out there. So I'm going to play three songs from the Fuji Rock Music Festival and then we're going to come back. We're going to chat a little bit more about some music festivals of 2015 that were a major highlight for me and what kind of set them above the bar or above the rest in terms of music festivals. And, you know, here's some music and we'll be back. Thanks again. You're tuning into Festival Talk on BFF.FM.
でやっぱり大人なんてもんは夢見る子供の反面でだから俺らもそうなって汚くなってもた反面に習った英語で言うけど I completely agree with you 
Yeah, that was some music from the Fuji Rock Festival. Those were a few um, of the Japanese artists that performed there. That's just a little taste of the vibe and the sound that happens at the Fuji Rock Festival. Again, it's the largest outdoor musical event in Japan, and it's a great showcase for local artists and local sounds and to see what's happening in the scene out there. And again, one of the things that they say or one of the the, the things that the festival has, sta- has stated as their aim is to be the cleanest festival in the world, quote unquote. So again, it's a really beautiful festival. You can camp out. Um, don't feel that it's overly crowded. It's not overwhelming. It's absolutely amazing. And it's my personal bucket list for 2016 next year i'm really sad that i couldn't have done it this year but again again there's always next year the festival has seen amazing amazing headliners such as the red hot chili peppers foo fighters tends to come back almost every other year so but again they've seen everything from oasis to york Franz Ferdinand, nine inch nails muse i mean public enemy has been there the cure so again it's, it's an amazing music festival. It's been going on since 97. Uh, so it's my bucket list. Hopefully it should be yours if you've already if you've already checked it off. Congratulations. I did want to get into another music festival that was the highlight that I did attend this year that was amazing that I hope everyone else will get the chance to go to in 2016. And that festival is the Life is Beautiful Music Festival. And that happens in Las Vegas. And that was about a month or so ago. And... What, where it's located is very unique to the music festival experience. So a lot of music festivals, when you're leaving, tends to be a total shit show. You know, everyone's leaving the crowds. There's that one long street where the entrance was, and everyone's waiting outside in either the cold or the rain or looking very distraught and total a bunch of hot messes, trying to catch cabs and Ubers, which is you know literally impossible because everyone decides to, to put up their Uber app at the same time. So again... The thing that separates Life is Beautiful is its location. It's located in downtown Las Vegas. It's very easy to get to from the Strip. It's really easy to get to from anywhere in Vegas. Vegas is very tiny. So getting to it also is a walk through the, uh, I think it's Fremont Street. And it's basically like an overcasted street that's just lined with multiple old casinos and stores and bars and clubs. And it's got a roof top to it and people zip line from one side all the way to the other and it's just a really great comfortable walk and then when you get to the end of it it's the entrance to the music festival there's actually multiple entrances to the music festival because the music festival itself is actually a blocked off radius of about like seven or ten block radius of older downtown las vegas and when you enter the music festival itself, it's just, it's beautiful. The experience they've gotten, and again, you got to think about it, in Las Vegas, is what, what does Las Vegas do best? And what they do is hospitality. They know how to treat a guest right. They know how to make whatever your experience is perfect and comfortable from beginning to end. So when you get into the festival, you get that hospitality. You get that Las Vegas casino hospitality within the music festival, which makes it very unique. Uh, by saying that, they've actually rented out. So there's a motel on the seven block radius property. And in that motel, it's like a 40, 50 room hotel motel. And they actually transform into an art motel. So they bring in local artists and galleries and other artists from around the world to transform each different bedroom into like their own personal art gallery or, or art installation. 
and then they also paint and graffiti and do this whole thing around the whole motel. So you actually have something to walk into. You have all these separate experiences you can go to in, in this little block radius that they've cornered off for the festival. There are also regular casinos. So there's one place that has an actual bar like an actual bar you can go into. So if you're not in, in, you know, if you're looking to try and escape the noise and the crowds of the people who want to just sit at an actual seat in an air-conditioned bar, they have that. You can actually just go into a bar. You can go in and use their bathroom. They have multiple bathrooms all over the place. One of the greatest things that I saw that stood out to the most to me at the Life is Beautiful Festival and again, I'm also I'm big on the on the details. Yes, the music was awesome. They had everybody from Kendrick Lamar to Chance the Rapper to you know a, a Death Cab for Cutie and Snoop Dogg and Weezer. They had really great lineup. But for me, it's all about the details and music festivals, and they've 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 absolutely cornered off all of those details in terms of providing a great experience for for the ticket holders and for the fans. And that detail that stood out the most to me is they synced up with Dos Equis, and I don't know about the rest of you, but let's just say I finally get to the front of a music festival. It's super packed, it's super crowded. It's kind of the same thing for every concert, really. You find that perfect spot where you have a good view of the stage, and you see one artist. And you need a drink, but if but you know that the next big artist is going to be coming to the next stage, and if you leave, you're never going to get back to where you were. What they've actually done is they synced up with Dosakis. I've seen this at other music festivals, but again, I applaud Life Is Beautiful for covering all the details. Is they had guys in backpacks uh, and these giant cooler backpacks with uh, extra cups, and they were in the crowds themselves, selling and passing out beer and water. So again. I've seen, and there's the. I just got back from the Voodoo Festival down in New Orleans, which is the Halloween music festival, which is also a great music festival experience as well. But I remember when I was in the photo pit area in the middle, there were there were really young kids just dying, just leaning over the gate, and they've been there since 3 p.m. and it's now like 10 o'clock. They're waiting for the headliner, and they were, they they were just crying to me like, man, I'll give you 20 bucks if you can just get me a water. And I was like, man, I wish I could help all of you. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, a lot of festivals just don't have that ability. You have to kind of actually leave your place in line, go get some water, go take care of yourself, help, go get take care of your own health, but you will be losing your place, which unfortunately for an 18-year-old who's never been to a music festival and their favorite artist is going to be on stage and they don't want to lose the front place, I think the idea of leaving losing your spot to get a water doesn't cross their minds. But Thankfully, people at Life is Beautiful Music Festival have thought of that little detail, and they have people passing out drinks and water while inside the crowd. So again, it's kind of the same as a concept that comes with you know baseball games, and you know get your peanuts here, so you don't actually have to leave your seat. Instead, it's get your beer water. <laughs> uh, again, the lineup was amazing. They also had really great speakers. So again, back to the concept of actually renting out buildings that were on the property itself. They had a really beautiful indoor form. So there was no sound bleed coming from the main stages. I've been to a lot of comedy tents and a lot of different like special guest chef uh, speeches, you know, they'll do like a little cook-off where they have a really culinary experience on one of the sta- a smaller stage. But the thing is, they're located by or in between the bigger stages, so you still hear the bands and you can barely hear what's happening on this stage. But Life is Beautiful; they had a really beautiful indoor forum, 
for special talks. And some of the special talks that I did see was one with Rosario Dawson, another one with Bill Nye the Science Guy. And believe it or not, the Bill Nye the Science Guy had one of the biggest turnouts that I saw at a lot of the earlier <laughs> afternoon artists. Uh, there was there's chants and screams. I thought there was going to be a ride outdoors because at some point they couldn't fit enough people into the forum. So also a heads up for other people that are running festivals. If you book Bill Nye the Science Guy, give him a main stage, man. <laughs> Just give the guy a main stage and I'm like, and I'll, I'll promise you that enough people will be turning out to see Bill Nye the Science Guy talk about life and science and climate change and, you know, our responsibility to our gener- our past generations, our current generations, our future generations. It was an amazing talk. And then all of that things happen at Life is Beautiful. And then as you leave the night, it's and, and Life is Beautiful, they had... Um, what they did is they brought in fake grass. So again, I, I'm always in a little weird talking about the different tiers of buying a ticket at music festivals. You know, I'm, I'm always down for everyone should have the same experience. We're all there. We're all humans. We all love music. We should all be standing next to each other and dancing. But they did have the VIP ticket. Of course, every festival does. And for those who want a different experience, the VIP ticket actually meant something. So most music festivals, when you buy the VIP ticket, it's just, oh, you get to view it from this little gated area that we've cornered off to the side here. And, you know, we're going to have like an extra drink tent there that you can go to on your own. Uh, But at Life is Beautiful, they actually brought in fake grass. So... For if you were standing or sitting in the VIP area, you actually had something to lay on. You could actually picnic on in the VIP area on the grass. And I wanted to reiterate that the rest of the area in the seven black radius did not have grass. So the rest of it was all concrete, but the VIP ticket did have grass uh, for them to lay down on and comfortably on. So it is worth the extra money and it means the extra money. So you shouldn't snarl if you have a general admission ticket and you see the people in VIP. Well, they actually paid 500 extra bucks so they could sit on some grass when they listen to Reezer, which I hope they're not sitting down for. But I digress. Again, one of the other things that made Life is Beautiful very unique is the food tent and drink tent situation. So as you're walking through these blocks and you see all these different artworks and experiences, there are also random avenues and streets and little alleyways with food trucks that are scattered throughout. And they also have multiple, multiple food tent and drink tent area. Music festivals like Outside Lands has mostly two main uh, areas to get food and to get water. Um, for places like Bottle Rock, they have like one really main uh, food area. They have another side food truck area. But again, for Life is Beautiful, they actually had main food tents and food drinks set up at each stage. So behind each stage on this, and, and all along the sides of each stage, there are food and drink tents. So you never had to go you know, walk away for like an hour just to try and get a chili dog or a taco. Uh, You actually literally could just go to the backstage and actually had it raised with grass. So they actually brought in fake grass for the food area too. So everyone could sit down and eat because again, you want to try and find somewhere to eat and it's hard. You don't want to be standing and walking again just to eat some food or drink some water, have some more drinks in general. So they actually put up grass and actually raised it a little bit. So while you're eating and while you're standing in line in the back for those food food tents and and those drink tents, you could still have a full view of the stages from wherever those, you know, food or drink tents were situated so you can still see the performances while you're waiting in line for food you're not off on a middle of the forest trying to get a taco and you have to go an hour an hour back in line to try and get to the performances you can still see and hear them while you're waiting in line for food amazing experience right awesome so great it was very clean you know they had people that i I saw so many people just um with trash cans and picking up stuff throughout the whole festival that they had so they did a really great job there again everything is in the details 
Life is Beautiful is one of those, is literally the top festival in terms of uh, taking care of all little details, all little nicks and crannies of providing an amazing music experience for festival goers. So I highly recommend it. It's one of my top music festivals. Um, I want to play a little bit of music from there. So um, if you don't mind, here's some, mu- here's some music that was played at the past Life is Beautiful in Las Vegas, Nevada. I, I, I highly recommend it. It's only in its third or fourth year, and they've already been killing it. And I already kind of put it on the top and maybe the, the high caliber two-tier level. It's not at, you know, it's not the size of Coachella or Bonnaroo yet, but it's definitely a, a much well-organized, uh, better performances, uh, better experience, amazing vibes. And again, the best thing about having a music festival in Las Vegas, Nevada, it's not really the, the go-to place for a bunch of 17-year-olds with fake IDs or 18-year-olds running around, 19-year-olds running around. So again, Las Vegas is a very, you know, it, it's fun. It can be fun, but it's much more fun for 21-plus crowd. So that actually... Uh, also translates into the music festival itself. So the music festival itself will not have a bunch of, you know, drunk, sloppy 17-year-olds that, uh, you know, chugged a bunch of four locos before walking in. You can actually have a really great experience and the people around you will also be having a great experience as well. So here's some music from the Life is Beautiful that previously happened here in um, Las Vegas, Nevada. Yes. 
Peace to my bag up on rapper song singer suspended subpoena from misdemeanors dreamer hell back asses Loki still is in and I still shake a boat squat ram on my broke got city on the come up shot that nigga so shot my nigga fat trail shot my nigga Joseph playing Buenos Aires while they sleeping Buenos Noches wonder if I wrote this. Cause it's so crisp The most broke is gold stock broke I went on solstice I could win an Oscar Russian accent horse Acid addict Parsley I could act the
mentions more. Maybe I just gotta get suspended more. Hashtag it, get mentions for it. Make you love it, get it trending more. And then act humble, hit some bull that some dude mumble. Wanting to jump, dude, but let that nigga punk you. Knowing bitch niggas wanna bring guns to the rumbles. But I love y'all so. Don't let the juice spill pop, blue pill pop Till you feel good enough to pop the pop bitch in the Blue Hills yacht That one, drown in the juice, nigga Honey proof, get found in the youth, nigga Top with all the trying to introduce, nigga Everybody know you do, you the new nigga How's it feel to be you? Yo, no say I ain't really been myself since ride past I ain't really need to need that shop class I ain't really been weak since pop smashed I'm a genius, a motherfucking pop smash Hit since ain't master jack and lens ain't white He can't make me You never tasted paper, tripped, racing yourself, trying to chase the paper. I just faced a baker, and you love me and Kobe when you make the Lakers. Do you realize everybody in the world fucking hates the Lakers? <laughs> and then everybody want to sip, so the juice spill, everybody want to bib. And then everybody want to dip, told you I ain't worried, I ain't scared of the boot. All you can do is spit a verse of the truth, merge the mixture with the carrots, the fruits, and the thirst of the worst. the verse of the juice. Yeah, I'm running out of Richard Pryor. Pryor. 
on stage just to go back to the hood, see my enemy is safe. Bitch, where you and I was walking? Now I run again, got the whole world talking. King Kunta, everybody wanna cut the legs off. King Kunta, black man taking no losses. Bitch, where you and I was walking? Now I run again, got the whole world talking. King Kunta, everybody wanna cut the legs off. Goat mouth mammy fucker. I was gonna kill a couple rappers, but they did it themselves. Everybody's suicidal, they didn't even need my help. They should have said elementary, I'd probably go to jail. If I shoot at your identity and bounce to the left, stuck a flag in my city. Everybody's screaming, Compton, I should probably run from here when I'm done. To be honest, and I put that on my mama and my baby boo too. 20 million walking out the court, baby, whoa, whoa. Yeah, fuck the judge, I made it past 25 And now I was a little nappy-headed nigga with the world behind him Life ain't shit, but a fat vagina Screaming, Annie, are you okay? Annie, are you okay? Limo tenant with the gold play Straight from the bottom, it's the belly of the beast From a peasant to a prince to a motherfucking king Oh yeah! Bitch, where you and I was By the time you hear the next pop The funk shall be within you Now I run the game, got the whole world talking King culture, everybody wanna cut the legs off King culture It is get the bird, more like an eagle. This is my movie, stay tuned for the sequel. Seems so wrong, seems so illegal. Got this in the back like a foul ball free throw. Yep, yep, you know that I go. This is me on the regular, so you know. This is me on the regular, so you know. Yep, yep, you know that I go. This is me on the regular, so you know. This is me on the regular, so you know. I come with the tip, with the blow, with the boom. And if you're in my way, there's nothing but doom. That's cool to just settle down, listen to my tunes. Ever since I was eight, I was attached to the mic. Wanted a guitar before I wanted a bike. Had an apple phone, talking fisher price. Never seen a song, cause I'm up all night. Really, really? Really, really? You wanna talk shit, but you know that I am really, really to the fullest. You can call me cancer, no more the choice, cause I'm the only answer. Ain't got no wallet, only use your advance. You know my trick is right, cause dance make a dance. You wanna get at me, but you don't stand a chance. And if you wanna fuck a yes, you can get these hands. Hey, just get the bird, more like an eagle. This is my movie, stay tuned for the sequel.
piece. Just more with a blunt than I ain't talking to you. Yep, yep, you know that I go. This is me on the regular, so you know. This is me on the regular, so you know. Yep, yep, you know that I go. This is me on the regular, so you know. This is me on the regular, so you know.
Awesome. So that was some music that was from this past Life is Beautiful music festival that happened in Las Vegas. Again, it's one of the really best music festivals in terms of, you know, taking care of all the details and nicks and crannies of what it means to be or what it means to have an experience at a music festival as a festival goer. You buy a ticket, you want to make sure that you have access to food, drinks, uh, you want to be able to see really great talks. You want to see some really great culinary experiences. You want to see all the stages. You want to see really great bands and performances. You don't want to feel rushed, like you have to leave early to get home. You don't want to feel like you have to get there to get early. Um, all of that is taken care of. They've done everything from that really great art motel to, again, taking care of the food and drink tets um, supplied all, all across the different stages and with viewing of all the different performances. So again, while you're waiting in line for food, you can sit in the grass and still have a view of the stages and all, all of the performances. And again, I, my favorite part or little detail was their sponsorship with uh, or their partnership with Dos Equis when they had uh, guys with backpacks uh, passing out drinks and waters in the crowd itself. Um, and that was an amazing experience. Again, for anyone that's been in a festival, trying to have to leave in line to go get a drink or get another beer is is one of the worst things to have to th- deal with because you want to see a Weezer who's about to go on in five minutes, but you also want a beer. <laughs> so it's really great to be able to get both of those things and not have to lose your, your place in line. Um, again, that was Life is Beautiful. Uh, shortly, we'll be talking to Adrian Spinelli, who's the editor at Fest 300, who's going to let us know a little bit more information on this really great uh, chance for people to win two free tickets uh, and airfare to a fest- any festival around the world as Fest 300 happens to supply the top 300 music festivals. And we'll be adding a brand new 30 music festivals to that list. And there's a voting happening online right now that people can catch out. Adrian will talk a little bit more about that. And one of the festivals... For for me, though, that I did want to speak about before that was Form Arco Santi. And Form Arco Santi is a very special music festival. For me, it's up there as one of the most amazing, unique experiences of a music festival that I've actually ever gone to. It's a 500-person-only music experience that happens at Arco Santi, which is kind of the sustainable uh, living community that happens like an hour north of Phoenix over in Arizona. And it's just this architectural phenomenon in terms of this just beautiful, beautiful stuff built on the on the, the canyon side of the desert in Arizona. And it's a 500-person-only music festival. When I say 500 people, it's not just 500 first-come, first-serve. It's 500 people that were chosen in terms of they actually do an application process. So you need to fill out a questionnaire that Arco Santi and the festival provides people online. And when you fill out this questionnaire, all the questions are kind of like, oh, what do you want to get out of this experience? What does a music festival mean to you? What does music mean to you? What, what, does, what is coming to Arco Santi going to do for you? Like, What are you trying to get out of this? And all the different all the different answers are being sifted through the different artists and the bands. And the festival itself is run by this Florida band called Hundred Waters, which is an amazing group. Uh, they're a part of a management label called Family, which is also with Skrillex and a few other great other artists who come perform. And I believe they're not even paid to play. They're actually there to also have a great time at this small, beautiful architectural community in the canyon side of this Arizona desert. Um, 
to, to, so when they choose the different 500 people, I've actually asked one of the artists, like, how do you choose? How do you choose a fan who can or cannot go to this music festival? Well, it's so kind of simple. I mean, it, it has to be something that stands out. I mean, one of the funny answers that the, the artist provided was this one fan just wrote shrooms for every answer. And he's like, absolutely. We want this guy at this music festival. But it's really great vibes. It's a camping music festival. Everyone camps, including the artists. The artists are also there camping with everyone. And you can see everybody from Holly Herdman to Moses Sumney playing these sets at an Orpheum theater where you're sitting in these beautiful stone seats and and then facing the stage behind the stage is the backdrop of the desert in this canyon so like you can see everything from 100 waters at night performing with the milky way sky in the background and these stars that are lighting up and the moon and the desert and you're just sitting there with all these great people that are there for a reason they're there just for music they're not there to get fucked up it's not the coolest thing to do it's not the scene they're not trying to instagram because there's also no service they're not just trying to show everyone on social media what they're doing they're just having an amazing music festival so I want to play some music right now from For Marco Santi. Uh, again, it's a really great music festival. It happens in May of, of, of each year, and I believe it's probably going to be back in May again. They'll do an application process online. Stay tuned for that. That's something that you d- definitely want to put on your calendar in terms of filling out that questionnaire so you get the chance to go and attend. <laughs> so um, here's some music from For Marco Santi. And then we'll come back with Adrian Spinelli, the editor of Fest 300. We'll learn a little bit more about a chance for some uh, people to win two or possibly win two free tickets to a music festival and airfare supplied as well. And we could talk a little bit more about music festivals in general and the 30 music festivals that might be added on to the new Fest 300, top 300 music festivals around the world. Said it was you for the rest of our lives. 
Well, that's a little uh, example of some of the music that's played at the Forum Arco Santi Music Festival that's run by 
100 Waters, a really great band with a uh, label management called Family. And some of the artists that play that is How to Dress Well, who you just listened to. And some other artists like Moses Sumney, uh, Holly Herdman, Toki Monster. It's all really great vibes, a really amazing three-day music festival that happens an hour north of Phoenix at Arco Santi, which is this amazing, sustainable, architectural living community. So that's something to check out. Um, again, we talked about Life is Beautiful, which is that really great music experience that happens in Las Vegas. And then the Fuji Rock Festival that happens in Japan that I'm a huge fan of. That's on my personal bucket list. But now we have our special guests and an associate editor over at Fest 300, Adrian Spinelli. Um, so I wanted to introduce him and thank him for coming on to Festival Talk. Thank you, Adrian. Hello. Holler. Good to be here. Uh, so, again, did you want to talk a little bit about what is happening over at Fest 300 currently, about this little, the, the, the Fest 300 voting casting that's happening? Yeah, yeah. So, so really, just kind of uh, a big picture look, Fest 300, um, you know, documents the 300 best festivals in the world. So not, not just in the U.S., but all over the world. And um, we've, uh, we've opened up to, uh, to our audience and to our new audience, too, to, to vote for some of their festivals. We're, we're actually going to be replacing 30 of them. And there's uh, there's currently voting up on the site right now at fest300.com, and you can you can vote once a day until November 30th. And basically, the ones I mean, it's just gonna be pretty pure. The 30 that are uh, that get the most votes are you know gonna be in there. And um, what's really cool about it is that there's an awesome contest giveaway going with it too. Yeah, what's what's the giveaway? So you can win. Uh, it'll be picked at random from people who vote. Um, but it'll be uh, two two uh, tickets to any festival in the world and airfare, except for Burning Man. That's the only one that doesn't count in there. <laughs> but still, that's a lot of festivals to choose from. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, two tickets to any festival in the world and airfare. And yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like a kind of like a bonus, really. I mean, I think it's you know I, I've had fun going in there and looking at some of the festivals that are uh, on the cusp of being added to the three hundred. And that in and of itself is kind of a fun exercise. And then there's this uh, this extra carrot we're putting out there for you to to get yeah, there and vote. No, absolutely. So man. I mean, we I cover I cover music festivals, and and I know you cover music festivals. So we get sometimes the chance to see some really great you know festivals around the world and get tickets to it. So this provides a really great chance for fans to get some free tickets to go see a festival. And yeah, and you, you said you went on and voted for a couple yourself already? I did, I did. I saw that there was a Tea in the Park that I'm a huge fan of. There's a, super corny, there's this movie, it's like a total rom-com movie called uh, Tonight Your Mind. Is, is Hugh Grant in it? No, 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 no dude. It's like, it's, like a, it's like an indie rom-com. It's called Tonight Your Mind, and it's about these like two musicians that meet backstage at Tea in the Park, and they like, Go around the festival and like fall in love, and I'm, I'm surprised that a that, uh, that uh, a rom com with T in the title doesn't feature uh, British heartthrob yeah. Hugh Grant, <laughs> who's in like every rom com. Yeah, yeah, no, but the music was dope. I mean, the music for the for the festival they were filming at the festival, and the soundtrack was the music from T in the Park of like 2000 and like nine or 2010 or some shit. Nice. It was really rad. So T in the Park was one of the ones I, I voted for. I also saw Labyrinth was in there. Um, what about you? Is there any festivals that you, you you're looking for? I mean, to? I I grew up in LA, so I just I want to see FYF added to it selfishly. Selfishly, um, you went I, to FYF this year. I did go to FYF this year. I had a great time. What um, about what about FYF? You know, make, makes you want to add it to the this prestigious list. Um, I just I just think it's getting it's it's done a good job of kind of elevating itself to some of those bigger fest. I mean, everything in in LA is kind of in the shadow of Coachella. 
Yeah. And I think I think FYF did a nice job with their lineup this year. I mean, I think they still have logistical kinks to work out, but um, Afropunk's doing really well on there, and I just kind of like the the cultural significance of, of Afropunk. And it's, I, yeah, yeah, no, I I I totally agree. But um, in terms of other festivals that kind of stood out to you, you know, earlier in the show I was talking about a few of the ones of 2015 that have stood out the most to me, and that was Life Is Beautiful in Vegas and the Fuji Rock Festival in Japan, which I have which right, is right, on my right. bucket list. But yeah, what are what are some festivals that stood out to you the most so far? And and this is independent of these can be in the 300 already, correct? Yeah, it can yeah, be. Yeah. It can be on the site that people can check out. Again, Fest 300 is a really great music well, site that I use myself to just kind of find information out about music festivals in terms of details when they are the lineups and maybe even some write ups and editorials about that. Yeah, and there's a lot of really awesome galleries too so i think you can get a really cool like visual idea of what these festivals are like and you know to your question now this is kind of how you know what's made certain festivals stand out to me um i know one of them that's in california that is a uh, symbiosis and i was already kind of intrigued by uh this festival because it's like it's like on a, on a river i guess mm-hmm. and so people call it swimbiosis so our uh our creative director Eamon armstrong always says oh no, it's swimbiosis swimbiosis and i was super intrigued and then it happened this year and everyone was talking about how it's like the next big you know transformational festival and that's one that i definitely uh read up on you know before and after and just looks like a lot of fun um there's uh we, we also do a lot of uh international festival coverage which is pretty cool and there's uh there's a couple that i that i discovered um on there one of them was called festival number six and it's in like this crazy bay in the uk like <laughs> this bayside like village that's fashioned after some like mediterranean town but it kind of looks like it's right out of a dr zeus book or something yeah and, yeah there's uh, a bunch of castles and everything we covered uh we covered festival number six as well and that's actually one of those yeah. music festivals that is absolutely beautiful it's 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 like you said it's in the it's in this really great countryside town with these antique really like Eng- old english looking villages and the festival itself is in the town yeah you know it's and happening everywhere we have a really sweet gallery up so if you just like google fest 300 uh and festival number six you can get like a really good i mean literally it looks like something out of a like you know a dr zeus book starring robinson crusoe or something like that <laughs> <laughs> and uh oh right on right and on. what yeah would you what, what's what's the bucket list for you then is are those do those fall into the bucket list festivals for you i mean i guess i think like my number if i had one number one bucket list festival it's glastonbury glastonbury i the just bucket list. yeah i want i want to go and just, uh, just because it's just like the the, the mecca of yeah, because it's festivals. I mean if you like if you look at like the layout, it's just this massive city that that goes up for you know four or five days or I I, I you know I couldn't tell you um, exactly yeah. if it's four or five. You've been before to Glastonbury, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've seen uh, uh, again one of the funniest stories that I always tell about with Glastonbury is it's I've seen uh, Dolly Parton. Followed by, um, actually, I just saw Dolly Parton at Glastonbury, and I thought that was the funniest part in the sense that I didn't know so many European fans were such big fans of Dolly Parton. And I remember there was like a bunch of like random just Germans running around with like Dolly Parton fan, like rhinestone uh, t-shirts. And and they're like just yelling like Dolly. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. I mean, there's like, it's literally like a city, you know what I mean? And and most big festivals kind of are, but I think Glastonbury just there's so many different points of engagement and um yeah yeah i'm super intrigued i actually i actually reached out i was uh i was looking at i was on our site i was on fest and i was uh i was looking at some of the entries 
and I just uh, I just got I got the itch to like make something happen. I hit up a, a friend of mine uh, in London, and I was like, "Hey, let's let's set something up this year. Like, I really want to go. Like, let's yeah. let's do this." Yeah. So, so it's should, in motion. Man. I'm hoping to make the the bucket list dream a reality. Oh, at that's Glasgow. Awesome. Right on, man. Yeah, right on. Yeah, so. I was looking through the list. I mean, everyone could go. Is it on the main homepage? If somebody clicks on to Fest Three Hundred, yeah, yeah. So there's a there's like a link that's magazines. There's a link to all the festivals, and they're alphabetical, or you can search. Um, yeah. Right. So yeah. So everyone should definitely check out that, those music festivals and see which ones might um, interest you the most in terms of some new music festivals that you think why well, uh, should be added to the Fest 300, the prestigious list that kind of goes through the best uh, festivals around. It's, the world. it's also like a cool place to if you know if you if you're thinking about a festival that you want to go to or you know that you're going you know that you're going there, it's like a great hub to just kind of discover it and do. You know, do some reading and uh, some discovery on that festival or those festivals. Yeah, you know, I'm sure a lot of people who listen to your show are really into festival culture. You know, so it's a good, it's a good companion piece for the for the festival goer. Yeah, and so. it's not just music festivals that you guys cover on the side as well. It's yeah, just, we it's do other festivals, everything, arts and culture, and it's and it's really it's about it's about the culture. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's more you know you're not going to go on there and just see like a bunch of band reviews. You know, um, <laughs> you know, and. Uh, yeah, it does a good job of pulling from everything from transformational festivals to like food festivals. We just did a a, a story on the the vegetarian festival in What's Thailand. What's the vegetarians festival? It's, it's really it's kind of graphic, but it's like it's like rites. There's like a it's almost like a religious rite where they put these like spiky thorn things like through their faces and stuff. It's all about like self mutilation as like a sacrifice to whatever their like deity or whatever really? it is. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, we we had a photographer in Thailand who took these incredible photos and um it's it's pretty graphic but it's definitely something like it's worth checking out really and you yeah. have a gallery of all these photos yeah just it just went it just went up like a week or so ago dude we i'm totally checking that out that yeah it's pretty so it's intense. pretty crazy the ve- the vegetarian festival the name is a little yeah, you know, yeah just, okay uh, all right yeah well i wanted to do a uh, self-plug because i was on the site and i was looking through the voting i was doing some voting on myself and uh, I wanted to add in Tea in the Park. So I was going to play a little music from Tea in the Park, if you don't mind, just so uh, cool. uh, if anyone else wants to uh, add that vote. Again, it's all subjective. You can look through it at all. But here's my little push for Tea in the Park to be added to the Fest 300 list. It's an amazing music festival. The, the Tea in the Park Music Festival actually takes place in England. Um, it gets around 150,000 to 200,000 uh, attendees. About 70,000 people actually camp out for it. The play, the lineups for it are amazing. It's kind of a it's kind of a toned down Glastonbury, but it's not toned down too much. Um, it's it's up there in terms of that kind of feel and vibe to it. So I was gonna play a little music of Tea in the Park. Um, and then we'll get back. We'll talk to Adrian Spinelli, who's an associate editor over at Fest 300. We'll talk a little bit more about the voting and the other festivals that are happening um, around the world and some that interest him and some more about the festivals that are actually on the list that you could be voting for. So again, here's some music from this past team, the park that people should definitely check out. You can also check out and learn a little bit more about it online. And if you if it interests you, vote for it on Fest 300. Brother, I'm on fire. Burn my sweet effigy. 
don't you find some of the time there is always someone on your mind that shouldn't be at all in any place or any kind don't you find some of the time there is always someone on your mind that shouldn't be at all in any place or any kind she sailed long ago to a land far away overseas should be in a land of opportunity I don't know but she wrote I don't know how she'll be
So that was some music from Tea in the Park, which is a Scottish music festival. They have around 250,000 people that attend that, over 70,000 different campers. And 
one of the really cool aspects of this festival is there's this uh, brewery company in Glasgow. And Glasgow is one of those cities I said, if I ever left San Francisco um, after leaving New York, I would go directly to Glasgow. The music scene there is absolutely amazing. But there's this brewery called Tenants Lager oh, yeah. in Glasgow. Yeah, I know Tenants. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And they, um, they, they were, this is this is the little uh, uh, thing that they they sell over three million pints. Oh here and it's just at the festival since 1994 wow they they just brewed some some different lagers specifically for tea in the park nice i, I don't know have you have uh have you ever been to edinburgh no i have not that's like one of my favorite cities in the world but i've never been to the edinburgh arts festival which is like one of the biggest ones in europe historically too oh wow and that's supposed to be a really amazing festival yeah so and and, and to read it for any new listeners again i'm with uh, our special guest today who's an associate editor over at fest 300 adrian spinelli and fest 300 is also having a really great uh online voting uh happening right now on their site for people to add in 30 new festivals to their prestigious top 300 festivals uh, that's featured on their website and one of the Really great perks is you can also have might be able to get the chance to win two free tickets and airfare to any of these music festivals in the world and adrian today is speaking a little bit more about some of the music festivals around the world he's a bit of a festival guru himself uh what are again we, we spoke a little bit about it but i'd love to expand a little bit more on what what, what was your favorite festival of the year um well and before i tell you what it is i guess i'll preface it by saying for me a festival is kind of a personal experience right so i kind of look for what type of connection that I have. Um, geography is super important, right? So my favorite festival of the year was Outside Lands. And a big part of that is that it happens in my backyard in San Francisco, you know, in Golden Gate Park, which is a beautiful place, bigger than Central Park. Golden Gate Park is factoid for you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've been going to Outside Lands since it started. And what I love about it is that I just, it's getting big, but it's getting better. And, um, you know, I, when was the first one you went to again? Uh, God, what was the first year? Oh, seven, I want to say. Was that the first one? Okay, it so was, you, you've, you've been going since the start. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's the All first right. one, yeah. Oh, wow, right on. Um, and uh, and this year was my favorite year. And, um, and I, you know, I think a good festival should accomplish that, right? Where it's like the last one you went to was the best one that you went to. And, like, you know, some people who aren't into, like, the big massive festivals might kind of scoff, but... I think they did a great job and like I, I really appreciate like their sustainability efforts where um, their waste diversion is like over 80%, which is amazing. And very San Francisco. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, very responsible festival. And the musical talent is great. Like my favorites were uh, obviously Elton John, but Kendrick Lamar and then Caribou. Caribou was low key, like probably my favorite set of the whole weekend. Mm -hmm. And um, there's amazing food and it's all everything, everything about that festival is a part of San Francisco. So like most of the food vendors were local businesses, you know? Yeah. Um, a lot of the, the vendors themselves were local businesses and local artists. And uh, a lot of the artists that are doing like murals and live art and stuff are all local. And uh, you just, you feel like you're in San Francisco. And like we're, we're a small, densely packed city, but to be able to take advantage of the beauty of Golden Gate Park and, and that type of setting to me is like one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah. I love that weekend and that festival was killed it. Yeah, it's certainly a destination music festival too. It's definitely the heart of, it's a, it's a heart festival of San Francisco. So for people that want to visit the city itself, you have a great chance to both visit Golden Gate Park and see great music. And it's really easy to kind of get to and get out of in terms of if you want to go to the Upper Hate, 
or you want to go yeah. hang out and see some some food in the sunset or the Richmond. Yeah, I always I always like when the festival's over, at least on one of the days, I like to go for the long walk through the park mm-hmm. to the hate, you know, which can take like, I don't know, maybe half an hour or something, but there's nothing really like just kind of unwinding when the festival ends and like shooting the breeze with your friends and stretching your legs out, you know, maybe going to a bar afterwards. And it's yeah. like, say, you know, that's, that's the thing that's funny. It's like San Francisco, the city is like right outside of this, this, you know, this lush green setting for the festival. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I love that about it. So oh, right on, right yeah. on. Are there any other kind of like unique festivals that happen? I mean, Fest 300 covers not only festivals in the U S but festivals around the world. So yeah. it's an international. So, um, another one that I've never been to it, but it really piqued my interest when I kind of looked at our coverage and our photos and mm-hmm. like we really, we, we try to put up like really nice galleries from most of the major festivals um, was Rock in Rio and I'm originally from Brazil so it's like I was really stoked and uh, what's cool about it is that the photographer that we got was from Brazil right so we're finding like you know amazing photographers all over the world to cover these festivals that they love and so um, that you know that, that, that really kind of how I talked about the geography of outside lands how that resonates with me you know these photographers are artists in and of themselves and so their artwork is kind of independent to their geography and rock and rio is just massive and they're like expand- and this happens in, this has happened like in downtown uh, rio de janeiro yeah so it, it happens in uh like the old like the where, where the olympic park is going to be actually because the olympics are in rio uh next year okay and um check it out it's cool because like brazilians love heavy metal <laughs> so like so like metallica's there but then there's also like you know everything from like indie rock to like you know, hip hop dance and like, you know, uh, like shades of like, you know, indigenous, like Brazilian culture and, uh, and Brazilian people are just, you know, super expressive. And, uh, it's just cool to see another, you know, how another culture does the same thing, right? Like yeah. a festival. And so was it still a great showcase for like local music though? So if I went to yeah. rock and Rio, I'm not just going to see, you know, Metallica, I'm going to be able to see, Absolutely. Like local bands. Absolutely. So and there's also like, you know, like the like Sepultura played, right? Who's like the Metallica of Brazil or if you will or something like that. But um there's a lot of like big name Brazilian bands and a lot of up and coming too. Oh. So that's rad. Yeah, uh the MPB is uh popular Brazilian music. Mm-hmm. That's like the acronym. And so there's a lot of those type of bands. And uh it was funny to like to see images of bands that I grew up with, like, you know, Brazilian reggae rock bands that I grew up listening to when I was a kid. Yeah. And they yeah. were at Rock and Rio and it was like, oh man, this is this is so cool. It's like, you know, my life now with like the life that I grew up with in Brazil, like it was just it was kind of this like blend of the two. Yeah. And uh and it's in Rio, which is a fantastic city. Mm-hmm. But it's impossible to be hungover in Rio, by the way, because they have a juice bar in like every corner. <laughs> so you wake up in the morning and you go get fresh juice and like a coffee and it's like you're ready to go. Oh, so that's their secret down there. That's the secret. Yeah, <laughs> it's a living life to its fullest. Are there any other festivals or what's that in that that you that that kind of interest you in terms of uniqueness around the world? Um, I I guess I was looking at Electric Forest a lot in Michigan. Okay, and, what's, uh, what's Electric Forest? Well, I think it's kind of cool. I just kind of fell in love with the photography and the photos of it all because it's like and those are featured on the Fest 300 side. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. There's like a there's a ton of pieces of content on it that I, I recommend checking out. But what's cool about it is that like literally it's like in a forest, right? It's not like <laughs> it's not like an open field, you yeah. know. Well, there is that, but it's like. Uh, and the arts, the the art installations kind of use the forest and like the 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 um, the flora of it all to kind of to like perch up the art on on these trees and stuff. And yeah, yeah, you know, it really kind of becomes one with the forest. Oh and wow, like, it's just I don't know, it's really beautiful. So it's a really great transformation of this Michigan forest into and now it's electric music. Um, I, I I think that there's like a certain component of okay. 
um, of electronic music. I know that I, I think that uh, Charlie Tuna from Jurassic Five was there. Oh wow! Like I interviewed him this year, and he was telling me about his Electric Forest appearance. I was like, that's really cool. That's awesome. But but again, like like I you know I think I said earlier that we're not just about the music. It's more about the culture, right? And that's mm. kind of what resonated with me about Electric Forest is how they how they managed to you know to have like a, a vision in their head and kind of enacting that with how they set their festival up and you know the the look and feel of it as well as the sound. Right? Yeah, yeah. So. There's another festival that kind of did that. That unfortunately, this is the year they couldn't go up. It's called Snowball. It's in Colorado. Oh, yeah, yeah, is, yeah. Isn't that at the end of the year? Is that like a? Yeah, it's in no. It's actually in. Uh, I'm thinking of Snow Globe. Yeah, no, no. Snowball is like a February one, and when they first started up, it's the same thing you're talking about. Yeah. Like when they first envisioned the festival was supposed to be happening in the mountainside in the snow, and then towards the end of the uh, or towards last year, they got a lot of pushback from a lot of people in the outer towns, and they actually were forced to go into high, uh, Mile High Stadium. Oh wow! And have the festival there, and then the festival, the the, the organizers were like, "Dude, this is not what we wanted." Because when they thought, when they originally had it, it used to be like in the mountains, in the snow, and it was like a giant electronic party music festival. So, you know, everyone right. was wearing gloves and jackets and scarves, <laughs> and they were just partying in the mountainside yeah. in the snow, and that's what they wanted. Then when they went to Mile High Club or the Mile High Club, Mile High, Club. Mile High, Mile High Stadium, Freudian slip, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. yeah, yeah, Mile High Stadium. <laughs> they um, they were like, "This isn't what we they, we didn't we didn't want a stadium festival." Yeah. So then they actually quit it this year and they're hoping to try to return next year but um it's funny that you mentioned uh, a snow festival we just had a, a we have a post if you go on our facebook page fest mm-hmm. 300 um we posted the link yesterday to the 10 cool snow festivals oh right on and so they all kind of fit into some type of snowy theme i think snow globes in there there's like one in banff uh go check it out our facebook page is actually pretty cool yeah um well yeah. it's really funny because um uh, i always get this a lot when i speak to people and they're kind of like oh well, what kind of festivals do you like which which should i check out and it's really just it's really hard because a in 2015 there are about like you know thousands of new festivals there's new festivals popping up every year during the height of festival season there's about like 30 to 40 festivals every weekend that you can check out in the world um but it's really you guys you guys kind of break it up into like what top like the top snow one are there any other well i mean that was just like one piece of content that we put out right um so you know there's definitely a challenge to keep like engaging content and i think that's what fest 300 does a does a good job of yeah yeah there's that one story was like the best kind of bacon Oh, there's a well, there's a bacon festivals that just went up. Oh, really? Uh, that our, our managing editor Laura Mason wrote. And um, oh no way! Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's pretty good. But there's also a lot of like think pieces, right? So we had a we had a writer do a, do a piece on like tips for your best uh, festival tent sex. Ah, which you know? is important. It's important, and there were good it's tips. Important. You know, he, good he was an experienced writer, and like yeah. you know, we try to bring you people that know a thing or two about what they're talking about, right? yeah. rather than just like some schmo who who's writing a listicle. You know. Um, <laughs> Um, you know, stuff like looking at the best festival sound systems, right? So you can learn a little bit about what goes into like uh, like a function one sound system or mm-hmm. something like that. And yeah. Well, to, to go back into it again, you guys are having really great voting that's being casted right now in terms of adding 30 new festivals to the prestigious Fest 300 list. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to plug one more festival that I saw on there that I was like, this has to this has to go on. So if anyone else wants to check it out, again, it's called Labyrinth. And I had a good friend of mine uh, actually skip Burning Man this year, specifically just to go to fly out to Japan oh. and go to this music festival called Labyrinth. And uh, last year, Pulse Radio called it the 20 must-do festivals before you die. 
Um, and it's an electronic music festival held in the mountains of Nagata, uh, which is in Japan. Resident Advisor called it one of the most lauded festival experiences in the entire electronic music world. Um, again, it's a very beautiful electronic music festival that happens out um, out in Japan, and it's been a really great destination. And I'll play a little bit of music from it so people have an idea of the vibe of it. But just imagine being in this beautiful forest area in the mountains of Japan and you're listening to this music with other people just vibing and dancing and just really good chill vibes. So visualize that. I'm going to play some music while you visualize it, <laughs> feel it, be there, and then we'll come back, we'll end it, we'll talk a little bit more about what Fest 300 is doing um, with the with the voting this uh, this year on their special segment for but again, thank you for joining Festival, uh, Festival Talk. I'm your host, David Sikorsky. Again, this is our special guest and an associate editor over at Fest 300. Here's some music from the Labyrinth Music Festival that happens in Japan.
So again, that was some of the really chill music that's being played at Labyrinth. Uh, it's a music festival that happens in Japan. Um, again, it's also one of the music festivals that you can uh, vote for on Fest 300 right now as they're doing a voting session for uh, adding 30 new festivals to their Fest 300 list. And I wanted to thank uh, uh, one of the associate editors and uh, Adrian Spinelli, our special guest today from Fest 300, to speak a little bit more about that casting as well as uh, some of his favorite and unique festivals and some other things that you could learn from the Fest 300 site. But again, if you want to talk a little bit more about how the listeners can... Vote. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's just been cool to, to be on here for an hour and uh, talk about festivals and stuff. Um, you know, just to kind of ra- wrap it up, uh, you know, Fest 300, we, ha- we have a list, a tight list of the 300 best festivals in the world. Um, we, we cover some other ones, but I, kind of being on that list represents, represents something. And so what we're doing is... We opened up voting to replace 30 of the festivals with 30 new ones. And, you know, the festival landscape is pretty dynamic and there's always, um, you know, cream cream rises to the top with festivals. You know, as you know, you go to a ton of festivals yourself. So this is uh, an opportunity to kind of participate in the process and have a say in which ones go in there. And um, we're... You know, we're, we're putting a carrot out there. If you if you vote, uh, you'll be you'll be entered to win uh, two tickets to any festival around the world and airfare. So, check it out, fest300.com, and uh, hit us on Facebook too. Our Facebook page is pretty dope. So awesome, yeah. awesome. Well, thanks again, Adrian, for stopping by. Again, thank you everyone for listening. This is Festival Talk. I'm your host, David Sikorsky, and we're coming to you from San Francisco on BFF.FM. We'll see you next week.
our shoulders.